Hi, I'm Ben Richardson, and you're listening to the Karate Podcast, where we talk about karate, the competitive sport of Kumite, and the warrior's journey. Brought to you in association with Kumite Coach, the world's first progressive online high-definition coaching platform, created by coaches and fighters for coaches, fighters, and students of karate. Join KumiteCoach.com today and take your karate to the next level. Okay, guys, I'm really excited to have with us today Jed Thompson. He is a bronze medalist at the World Youth Cup and also holds a bronze medal in the Youth League. Part of the EKF national team, just 19 years old and a rising star in British karate. So, Jed, thanks very much for being here with us today. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for having us. Absolute pleasure. Uh, so, Jed, uh, could you just tell us to start with how you got into the sport of karate, please? Right, the sport of karate. Um, well, I got into it because of my dad, really. That's like the main reason. He um, fought like back in the 80s, I think. It's so, like maybe start of 90s. So that's when he was fighting. And he started, he used to fight for the club that I started at in Penrith which was back then it was in, uh, it was Cho Chinkai. So it was like, um, like Penrith based club. And it was also based in Carlisle as well. So yeah. he's, that's where he fought for. And then when I started, he sort of introduced me into that. And um, the gentleman that owns that now, when I started was um, a lad called Mark Holden. And he's, um, he's now regional coach for the North and he's um, known my dad for years and fought with him and, yeah, so yeah, that's how I really got into it. Yeah, so I started when I was about six, so that's when I started. Yeah. Okay, and was it always um, a sport karate base, or was it more of a traditional background as you started out? Yeah, um, when I started, it was more like it's more. It was more of like a traditional club back then, so it was like more like getting you doing your cutters and like getting your belts that sort of thing. So it was a very traditional background, and then I I probably started. Yeah, just my dad probably started training us like Kumite at the start because we didn't really do it in the classes of that. Yeah. And I started like competing when I was about eight, I think. So, okay. yeah. How did you get on in those earlier days? Did you earlier find days. Quickly, no, but or... it was just like finding my feet and that. We used to, when I first started out, obviously I did like the um, competitions around Penrith and the north of England and that, but we used to go up to Scotland more than not because we're right next to the Scottish border. Yeah. So we used to go up there and fight in like all like the Wishaws and like the Meadowbank Opens and all that. So yeah, that's how I really found my footing. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um, was there a point when I mean you thought Kumite is the thing I'm really into and I want to invest my energy into being as good as I can be with this sport? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what. Um, so when I was, I obviously I started doing cutter as well in tournaments and that, but. I didn't really like like the cut a bit. I thought it was a bit like, I don't know, I, I, I preferred the fighting. So that's when I sort of like just took up the fighting and just started doing like Kumite training. Yeah. That was it, yeah. Was there a particular um, moment, maybe more recently, that's pushed you to um, focus on it as much as you do? Because you're obviously training up at the Olympic Centre as part of yeah. Jordan Thomas's support team. Um, what what was the circumstances around you getting into it to that extent? Because a lot of people will do it as hobbies, but you've kind of taken it that little step further, I'd say. Yeah, um, well, 
I saw, well, I trained with Paul, so I, I've trained with Paul for about uh, six or seven years now. So I've obviously, I've been training with Paul and um, he's sort of like, um, like obviously he's like the main coach at the GB Centre now. So obviously they're looking for people to like go and like train and do it full time and that. So he invited me to go and that's how I got in, yeah. Okay, great. Um, and as a as a fighter, I mean, you're only 19 years old, so you've got a huge career ahead of you. Um, how have your goals changed in recent times? Have they have they been affected by being part of, you know, the Olympic Training Centre, or have you always had the same goals uh, right through your career so far? Yeah, I've I've always had the same sort of goals going through. Uh, nothing's really changed. It's just more like getting the training in, in better training partners, just getting it in, and obviously. I've got more time to train now because I've like packed in my job so I can do it full time. So I can yeah. just more focus on like championships and just, yeah, just getting in better training as well. Okay. And what's, what's your sort of hopes for your, um, I guess your karate competition career within the next couple of years? Do you have a, a focus there or is it, do you just take it session to session? Just take it more session to session. I'm aiming to like, go to like junior Europeans and um, in the next few years, because I've still got, I'm still in under 21. So hopefully if they come, then just focusing on them really at the moment. And then once I do that, I'll focus on my senior career. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, what role do other, what role do other people play in your um, karate development and your, uh, your ability to get to tournaments and be involved in the training that you're in? See the training. Um, obviously, getting to like competitions and that. It's like my dad, obviously, like driving me there and all that sort of thing. Um, helping me out all the time and that. And then mainly like Paul is my coach and that. And I've got a few coaches that are around me that are like really um supportive and all that. So they're pushing me to do my best, and that's probably what I really want. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Have you had any unexpected moments in training over like in recent times that have uh, challenged maybe your own uh, levels of self-belief or expectations for yourself as a fighter? Yeah, uh, just like sparring with like the older lads at Manchester and that sort of thing, like um, having a few fights with them and that. Obviously, I'm not I'm I'm a bit younger than them, so they've still sort of got it on me sort of thing. So they're sort of like, yeah, but I've still got a long way to go. So just like getting in the training with them it's it's better so yeah and what's that experience like being at the center being the youngest fighter it's it's good it's good um i've got like the right surrounding like all them like i've got pan joe jordan so they're all helping me out and it's good just to be in with them and just like learning off them fighting with them yeah and training with them and just yeah being with them so yeah really good and um so obviously we're looking hopefully looking to get back to some sort of competition uh you know maybe the back end of the year as the lockdown seems to yeah. be starting yeah. to lift um i presume all this preparation you've done helping jordan and working with joe and pan that's going to fill you with confidence for the the domestic circuit is it not yeah yeah it's definitely is so yeah so as you say like competitions at the back end of the year that's what we're aiming for and um yeah, that's probably, yeah, training with these lads is just like pushing me on to looking forward to them and hopefully doing my best that I can do in them tournaments. So, yeah. 
And how did you uh, how did you end up working with uh, Paul Newby as your coach? Did you seek him out, or did you meet him at a tournament, or what was the deal? Uh, yeah. Well, at the time, I was about ten or I don't know, about ten or eleven, and he was the Northern Regional coach. Right. So obviously, and it's from Penrith. It's like an hour and a half drive. So obviously, we heard of him, and then we just started coming down from his gym, um, like coming down to his gym and training with his lads and that sort of thing. And that's yeah. And then obviously, when I've been training at his club and that, he sort of like started speaking to us and all that. And yeah, so get to know us more. And then he started, he's coached me at a few competitions. And then um, when he was national coach, he used to coach me when I used to fight for England when he was coach and all that. So, yeah. Right. Okay. And do you still um, do you still train back in Penrith at all? Or are you mainly based in Yorkshire now? So, well, obviously with this COVID and that, I, w- I wasn't training at Penrith, but I think I'm more like Yorkshire based now because obviously living down here and that now. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So if we move on to uh competition itself could you tell me about your own thoughts or emotions your experience on the day of uh competing and does that vary depending on the size of the tournament uh yeah obviously you get a bit nervous and that sort of thing i think everyone does so it's just like just nerves for me really and just getting into it because i think once you get in there you you do you're all right so once you get into your first fight you're doing all right so yeah but it's more just like nerves and getting on and just getting warmed up and getting on there. Yeah. Do you, do you spend a lot of time in the warm-up area before the first match? Yeah, yeah. That's probably when I spend the most time like in, in the warm-up area, to be honest with you, just before my first fight, because it's like once you get your first fight in, you, you're all right. But it's just like getting into it pretty much. That's what it is. So, yeah, just warming up with your training partners or whoever else is there. Sometimes no one, so just by yourself. But... I prefer to be by myself, to be honest with you, because I think more nerves like warms you up more than anything. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And what about that change in occasion, like the the bigger competitions to the smaller ones? Does that does it feel different for you um, in the warm up for those events, or is everything kind of the same? Yeah. Well, obviously in England and that it's it's different to like the big tournaments because like in the big tournaments in like the warm up area and all that. It's like um, you could be there by yourself for ages because it's like it's out the way. You've got to go down like the tunnel or whatever and you have like a lanyard to yeah. like see if you can go in or not. So you might be by yourself. You might only see your coach just before you're going on and that's when you fight. So you might just be warming up by yourself. But more like in in uh, England and that and like British like tournaments and that, it's more like you're warming up with your coach. Someone's always with you. Nothing's really closed off. You, anyone can sort of go in the warm-up area, but like, in the big tournaments, it's like you by yourself, and that's like, yeah, yeah. And do, do you have a particular routine that you would typically typically go through at a tournament to get yourself ready um, mentally and physically? Yeah, just like as I say, like throw a few techniques. But um, I've always been like more nervous. I get like nervous, so it's like more like nerves warms me up than anything. So yeah, just right. getting like water and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, how do you tend to peak for competitions in, in your training? Training is, um, well, obviously it's all about like planning and that sort of thing. So if you know you've got a tournament coming up like in a month or so, it'll just be like train as hard as you can to like a week before maybe and then you'll like cool off and just like do it light and just keep yourself loose. Yeah. That's something because like, and then in like the last week when you spy, it'll just be like light 
no injuries, nothing like that. But before it's like more like intense training, more maybe like running, all that sort of stuff. But and then the week before the tournament, just stopping it, slowing it down a little bit and just like keeping yourself like on it, just keeping yourself ticking over to like the day you fight pretty much. Yeah. 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 And and as a fighter, how would you uh, describe your sort of style or preference of fighting? Are you a counter fighter? Do you like be the guy that moves and attacks a lot? Do you mix it up? Um, I try my best to mix it up, but I think I'm more like moving and then springing, like attacking off the movement and sometimes like pressing and then waiting for them and then timing. That's that's sort of like my main things that I like to do, but I like to try and mix it up a bit with everything, but those are like my two things, yeah. Yeah, and do you find that you um do you use your coach much when you're fighting or do you just kind of get in your own zone and, you know, just, just figure things out um on, um, on the mat space? Yeah, um, obviously you've got to be able to do that as well, like thinking of yourself and all that, like not, sorry, not thinking yourself, like, think by yourself and that but your coach is there for a reason so always just taking little things as your coach says so it's, it's good always just to give them a little tip they don't even if it's just a small tip it's still just showing that someone's there and they're watching you and you, you can just um think it over and all that so yeah yeah okay and what are some of the the biggest challenges you've faced as a fighter biggest challenges um uh, like com- competing like sort of yeah, well, let's, let's talk competition. Yeah, what what about the competitions themselves? Competitions. Um, I would say like the toughest comp I've fought in. Like I found it weird as well was when we went to the uh, Olympic qualifier, like junior Olympic qualifier a few years ago. Yeah. And that tournament was just like it was totally different to like anything I've seen before. Like the crowd wasn't shouting or anything. It was all just like silent, and it was like. Not a very good feeling, to be honest with you. And in the war period, it was all just, like, quiet. And, yeah, it wasn't a very good feeling. But that's, like, the toughest comp, I think. One of the toughest comps I've fought in, yeah. Because hmm. it was just different, I think. And I don't think, like, I was really ready for that sort of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, I presume that stands you in better stead for the next time, though. You've got more, more yeah, yeah. preparation and awareness. And I sort of know what it's going to be like if I go. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um... What about challenges? Just, you know, you mentioned you've decided to go full-time pretty much as a karate athlete. So what challenges are you facing there? Because there's not a lot of funding in karate, is there? No, no. Well, I was, I was like working before. So I was working in like a builder's merchant. Obviously I've packed that in now to come down here and train, but that, that sort of thing's like coming away from home and that sort of thing, that's all like, things that all build up like not seeing my mates all that so yeah, yeah so that's all like competitive but I know I'm here to do what I've got to do and I think they do as well so it's yeah. just about doing it yeah yeah so so what what do you think drives you in terms because that requires discipline to you know stop your lifestyle that where things are more easy going you get to see your friends yeah. you know mum and dad are there to take care of you to a large yeah. extent um what what's what's the driver that's pushed you to take this this step it's just like it's something that i've I've always wanted to do is do full time so once it's come along i've just took it with both hands and just tried to get in there and just try and like do as best as i can that's pretty much what the aim is just try and do as best as i can that's my aim really yeah okay and has your understanding of what it takes to be a you know a top karate athlete changed since you've made that choice um, I think so. Yeah, it's just 
trying to get there, isn't it? And just obviously, as I say, I'm getting more training now. So hopefully I will be able to get to that level and, yeah, do my best and just hopefully, yes, and just do what I can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how, how close do you think you are right now to, to be in the fighter you want to become? Um, we've still got things to work on. Um, I've still got a bit to go, really, but I'm still young. Uh, I'm only 19, so it's just about just taking in little bits and just getting in the fights and experience and the training and all that and just going for it. Um, I think a few things still to work on, but hopefully eventually we'll get there with, like, working on things and just, yeah. Yeah, and I've asked this of a few fighters. Do you have someone... You know, in your category and age group that you see as your kind of nemesis or the the person that's that kind of always appears at those tournaments that you know, you know, you've got to beat that guy to get to the to get to the gold or get to the medal stage. Uh, there's a few fighters for me that I like that like ones where maybe we've fought each other a few times. It's a few wins. Like he's beat me a few times. I've beat him a few times. Yeah. But it, it's good. I always think them sort of things are good because it it just shows that you're like into it and just if you beat that person or whatever, then you're doing all right and you just got to keep going. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And um, do you have any uh, advice for young fighters who, you know, are focused on their kumite and want to sort of move to the top levels in the sport? Yeah, I would just say to them like, just stick in. Um, Get get in it, just get the fighting and the um the training, I would say, and just keep pushing and just doing what you're doing really. If they're training a few times a week, that's good at like even at a young age, like three or four times a week, that's really good. So just getting that in and just going to as many tournaments as they can and just trying the best. So yeah. Yeah. And and for yourself, um, how did you feel about karate coming into uh, the Olympics for well it was twenty twenty, but obviously it's gonna be Tokyo twenty one now. Yeah, well, I think it's it's really good for like good opportunity for like the top karate athletes of this time to get into it and and get it right into the Olympics because it's been trying to get in for ages, hasn't it? So yeah, when it's finally in, yeah. So yeah. And do you have any um in like main inspirations in the sport that you sort of look up to uh, that you you know you might try to emulate their fighting styles or you just think of of the you know the the level they've attained in the sport and you think that's where i want to be yeah i, I more think like that just to attain like the level that they're at and just say i want to be like what they've done and that yeah i don't really have a fighter that i like watching like try and imitate or whatever i just sort of like stick to my own thing and just try and get to where they are yeah so that's the plan yeah fantastic okay jed thanks very much for uh, talking to us today thank you very much for having me Wish you all the best with your uh, Kumite career yeah. uh, for the future. And I'm sure we'll see great things for you in the uh, the years to come. Yeah, thank you very much, Ben. Yeah. Thanks very much, Joe. Yeah, yeah, see you.